How to design your own prosthesis and turn the project into a bonding experience. From civil wars, whistleblower tactics, schematic drafting, and the finer points of Sith adoption, the essential how-to guide for the engineering Jedi. By Jack Daw Cry. Read by Sam Gabriel. Based on the works of George Lucas. Content warnings available in description. Chapter 13 Sanctify Waking up groggy and fuzzy but cared for and safe was becoming something of a pattern these last few days, Luke noted idly as he came back to awareness tucked into a warm and soft pile of blankets and pillows. His mind may be fuzzy, but the air hummed with quiet comfort and gentle warmth, a familiar darkness looming over him and settled around him like a brooding mother hen. Smiling slightly at the mental comparison his mind conjured up, Luke slowly blinked open his eyes as he looked towards the source of a familiar sound next to him, a cycling respirator. And there was Vader, seated at his bedside and towering over him, careful prance of concern brushing up against Luke even as the air was suffused with care and contentment. He smiled up at the man, sleepy eyes crinkling at the corners. "'You're here,' he murmured softly. Vader stilled for a moment, just a moment, and carefully reached out a hand to card through Luke's hair, Luke closing his eyes at the gentle, soothing touch. "'Of course, little star,' he answered, and there was a hitch in that answer that made Luke open his eyes again and look up in concern. "'I made a promise.' Did I not? And there was something... something lurking in that tone and in the air around Vader that had Luke frowning. What's wrong? he asked, nosing into the hand still carding through his hair, only to pull back sharply as a strong smell stung at his nose, sending him into a coughing fit. Vader immediately attempted to start fussing, but Luke pulled up his hands to stop him, coughing the strong, noxious smell out of his lungs. Sons, he coughed out. What is that smell? Vader froze mid-attempt to reach out, and the flare of embarrassment and sheepishness scorched the air as he pulled his hand back. Ah, oh, he said quietly. That would be the disinfectant. Disinfectant? Luke asked, still coughing and sneezing. Vader shifted uncomfortably, and embarrassment hung thick in the air, all the more poignant with how strange Vader was behaving. There was an incident, Vader confessed quietly. Several high-ranking officers tried to breach the lockdown. Amongst them, Ozzel, who acted as ringleader. Luke frowned as he attempted to figure out just how that played into the smell of disinfectant when Vader's next words struck him to the core. Then we received word that evidence had been found on the sabotage investigation. It was Ozzel who had ordered the security data removed. Ozzel. Fucking Ozzel. He had been the one to... Tell me you killed him, he heard his mouth say, shooting upright in his bed as his thoughts went several light years a minute, trying to process the fact that the Admiral... The core world snobby asshole who Luke had never done any wrong had seen it fit to try and... Tell me you killed him, please. 
You didn't let your enemy live. He is dead, Vader confirmed. And it was neither quick nor merciful. He gently placed a hand on Luke's chest and pushed lightly, pressing him firmly but carefully back into the soft comfort of the bed. Rest now, little one. He will never again harm another soul. And he will never again harm you. And maybe it should have bothered Luke more that Vader had apparently made an ordeal out of the execution. If you had to kill someone, you had to be quick about it, and not waste any time getting fanciful, though with the sheer power Vader had under his command, perhaps he could get away with indulging a little in the hunt. Still, maybe it should have bothered Luke. But Ozel had made himself Luke's enemy. Him and anyone who had thrown his lot in with him in an attempt to off Luke. In the end, an enemy was someone you couldn't afford to leave alive. And if Vader had taken the initiative, despite what methods he used, Luke was going to be grateful for his mentor and home to have expended the energy and time on his behalf to get rid of the sun-stung jackass. So he allowed Vader to push him back into his over-large and fluffed pillow, and tuck him back in, even as the scent of disinfectant pricked at his nose. Letting the brief tension that had flared inside him bleed out more and more the further he sunk back into the warm bed, Luke made himself comfortable again. Thank you, he said softly when he looked back up at Vader, once more lying flat. As many times as the moons watched over me. Something hitched in Vader's voice, and Luke knew that the sentiment had been received. And may they always guide you back to me when you need aid once more. Vader whispered back, sincerity and surprise blazing around him as bright as a bonfire. It was no trouble, little one. Truly. Luke smiled softly at the man, and then let it shift into something more mischievous. That still doesn't answer my question, though, he pointed out. Why do you smell like someone emptied out a bucket of disinfectant over you? Immediately the embarrassment returned in full force, and Luke snickered quietly as Vader visibly stiffened. Evidently, what had happened in between him killing Ozel and him returning to Luke's bedside was as horribly undignified as it was cleaning. I do not see how this is relevant, his mentor attempted to deflect. Well, Luke started, cutting in before Vader could say anything else to distract from the situation. For one thing, it's a horrible stench that's making me cough like crazy. If I don't get any idea of what it's from, I'll have to assume it's noxious and ask you to move your chair a few paces back, please, he said innocently, his own amusement dancing into the air. Vader quietly stared him down for a long while, but if he was attempting to intimidate Luke, he was making a rather lackluster effort of it, as Luke only felt his smile stretch into a grin. With a huff of air and noticeable slump in Vader's shoulders, Luke knew he had won, and he settled back easily into the pillow, awaiting the story. Very well, Vader conceded begrudgingly. If you must know, after I dealt with Ozel and his lackeys, there was blood on the floor, and I had hunted with haste in order to take care of them all in time for me to return to you. By the time I was finished with them, their blood and viscera had soaked into my mantle and coated the lower parts of my suit. The medics refused to allow me access to you until I had removed the biohazard from my person. They offered their decontamination chamber for the process, but the tank holding the disinfecting fluid for misting broke. He huffed as he crossed his arms, 
and Luke had to bite his lip to stop himself from laughing at the mental image of Vader completely soaked in disinfectant, as the medics had most likely rushed around like headless jackrams trying to fix the situation. I see that you can draw further conclusions yourself, Vader groused, his presence flaring up with mortification and the spiky walls of brooding isolation that aimed to keep everyone out. Unfortunately for him, Luke had grown up in a place where every manner of plant life was either toxic, covered in thorns, or covered in toxic thorns. He knew his way around a prickly obstacle or two. Yep, Luke confirmed happily with a chuckle, even as he let his smile soften into something more honest and warm. I'm glad he went through it, though. I wouldn't have wanted to wake up alone after all that, he said honestly, quietly. I don't think I would have wanted to wake up anywhere but home anyway. And that was apparently enough to break through Vader's prickly barrier as his walls shattered at the touch and left a floundering sense of confusion, joy, and that fragile, burgeoning hope shot through with fire and starlight. I will, Vader sputtered. And Luke laughed soundlessly as he saw Vader's guard fling wide open with just the barest touch of honesty on his part. Truly, where the man's overblown fearsome image came from was a mystery to Luke when it barely took any time and effort at all to find the truth underneath the prickly outer shell. Vader, seeing his laughter, fell into silence once more as the air tinged with just the barest hints of mortification, but it was so easily buried underneath the quietly growing security and realization. I, he began at last, hesitation still lilting his voice, but no longer grinding him to a halt. Wouldn't have wanted you to wake up alone either, little one. He admitted quietly. Aside from my word given, you are my home as well. I would not leave my home vulnerable during a time like this. I would not leave you to face this alone, drifted through the air. The translation Luke so effortlessly felt in his heart, ringing with truth. He beamed brightly at Vader, and hesitantly, he felt rather than saw the smile returned. They sat quietly for a moment, just basking in each other's presence, and Luke felt all between them still unsaid. Home he may be, but he was still unclear as to what home meant for either of them. He wanted Vader as his father. Would Vader want him as his son? Was that even a question he could ask, now that he knew his home had both a master and was chain-blind? Luke was free. Vader was not. Not really. There was an imbalance there that left a bad taste in his mouth. Even if Vader was willing to name him his son, Luke wouldn't be able to allow it while Vader was still under his master's control and chain-blind, not without losing his own freedom. He knew how the masters worked, and Luke suspected that if he gave the Emperor so much as an inkling of a hook in him, he would never be able to work himself free. Not if he was able to keep the raging storm that was Vader leashed and bound. No, Luke wouldn't be able to ask until Vader could tell him he was free and truly, deeply mean it. And he hoped that Vader himself wouldn't ask until then either. As much as he would refrain from asking the man, and as much as he knew it to be an absolutely horrendous idea, he wasn't sure he would be able to resist saying yes if Vader asked to name him as son and he him as father, even with the threat of it costing his freedom. There was nothing to be done about it at the moment, though. And with Luke only barely out of surgery and his mind still a little fuzzy on the anesthetics, he wasn't quite sure if he was entirely in the right mindset to think on it either. 
First, he would need to heal and adapt to his new life with a prosthesis. Then he could pick up the issue of planning a flight for the most high-profile man in the galaxy. He had a feeling that if Biggs was here, he would have already taken one look at Luke's plan, told him no, told him he was crazy, and then started calling in the old guard to set up the caches along the trails and get a paper trail going. They had a flight to run. Later, though, later, he wouldn't be able to pull off any kind of flight in the state he was currently in. Healing first, ruining the Emperor's day, and freeing Vader later. He sighed as he opened his eyes again and looked at the ceiling. This was a right mess he had gotten himself into, wasn't it? Is there something the matter, little one? Vader rumbled off to the side, and Luke turned his head on his pillow to face him, meeting Vader's lenses as the man tilted his head to the side. You are rather morose, all of a sudden. It's nothing. Luke dismissed, before thinking better of it. Nothing I want to talk about at the moment, at the very least. He corrected quietly before Vader could call him out on the minor lie. The man had as good a nose for him as Luke did in that aspect. Vader rumbled lowly, the sound shaking through the air and Luke's chest in a series of tremors that were oddly soothing. I see, he said quietly. I hope you will know to come to me when you are ready, Luke. The corner of his mouth pulled up into a slight smile, and he briefly squeezed his eyes shut in the closest approximation of a nod that he could manage while laid out in his side. Of course, he agreed easily, honestly. When I'm ready. When you are ready, Vader echoed in agreement. Until then, I believe it is almost time to refresh your bandages, little one. With that, Vader turned toward the nightstand next to his bed and picked up a stainless steel medical tray that contained a supply of back to patches and bandages that Luke's mind instantly translated as a fortune in a tray. Even as he realized that he was once more thinking by the standards of Tatooine and the hut market, not the lady. The lady, where apparently top shelf bacta was in common enough supply that they could give the truly high grade stuff even to the head of a non combative corps. Even as on Tatooine, the stuff was considered mostly a myth. He hadn't realized it when he had first been woken up in the recovery ward. But to heal from the injuries like Mira and Tylee had described to him in ten hours didn't really seem possible with the properties of Bacta that he knew of. And it should have taken him days in that tank, even with the highest grade Bacta. The fact that it had taken hours, well, that spoke of a kind of grade that he doubted even the huts had access to which was just mind-boggling to him, especially since he had apparently been deemed worthy of it despite the fact that little would have been lost if they'd let his recovery take days instead of hours. And now Vader was holding more of it, fresh back to patches that would be used to complete the surgery he had woken up from, and which he still hadn't thought to ask to see the results as distracted as he had become. Vader evidently had no such issue. Placing the tray in his lap, Vader carefully reached out towards Luke and gently wedged a hand between his back and the mattress, pulling him upwards, Luke letting it all happen with something of a bemused look. My apologies for this, little one, Vader rumbled softly, but I would not be able to change your bandages if you were fully laying down, so we will need to adjust your angle of recline to a more suitable position. You could have just asked me to get up, he pointed out, still lying limp in Vader's grasp not making any move to do what he had just suggested he do. Vader stilled for a moment, just a moment, before continuing to carefully draw Luke up to a more agreeable angle, even if the air was tinged with the embarrassment of someone who got called out with no way to defend themselves. 
Luke laughed silently, but refrained from teasing the man any more than that. It didn't take a genius to realize that, given half a chance, Vader was an extremely tactile person with those he trusted, and would take nearly any chance to offer and receive a comforting touch. Luke hardly knew how much of it he could feel through his suit and armor, and how much of that was a pleasant sensation, but since Vader actively sought it out, he figured it couldn't be too awful a sensation was loath to deny the man, especially since he himself was admittedly a rather tactile person as well. Lying limp in Vader's grasp, Luke felt the man reach out to stuff a pillow behind him and keep him level, letting him sink back against the pillow, now reclining instead of lying flat. As he let a bit of a smile dance around his mouth, Luke looked on as Vader drew back, having successfully propped Luke up to ostensibly change his bandages. Still holding the tray in his lap, Vader held out an expectant hand towards Luke. You're right on, if you would, little one. I thought the medics would be the ones to do this kind of thing, Luke muttered with amusement, holding out his right arm, still oddly numb and tacky where it ended in a, in a stump. He knew that was the back to work now, but it was still a thoroughly strange sensation. Or did you bully them into letting you do it despite the fact that they're the professionals here? Vader made an affronted noise as he softly wrapped a hand around Luke's arm, drawing it in. I did no such thing, he denied. After their blunder, they were merely willing to make a concession or two to our mutual benefit, one of them being that I would not have to be privy to more of their incompetence. Luke rolled his eyes, but allowed the man to begin plucking at the thick white bandages wrapped securely around his arm, keeping the back to patches in place. Mm-hmm, he agreed, doubt thick in his voice, sure they did. Vader offered no further comment as he found the end of the bandage and began carefully unwrapping the stump, revealing the clear plastic patches that held a thin sheet of the gel-like substance to Luke's arm, now slightly cloudy and off-color with use. Holding the patches to Luke's stump with a gentle hand until the last of the bandage fell away, Luke watched in astonishment as something hummed around them, shivering in ripples that reached down his very marrow as the white cloth coiled upwards into the air like a rising snake. The tray invader's lap joined the aerial dance, and the bottom part of the tray detached, revealing it to have been two trays stacked on top of each other. The tray full of fresh bacta and bandages floated back down from where it had come from, but the empty tray flew off towards the nightstand, the used bandages trailing after it like streamers, until they all neatly packed inside the tray. Watching the spectacle with wide eyes and a slack jaw, Luke didn't register the bacta patches being peeled off of his stump with careful fingers until Vader was nearly halfway done. Jerking his attention back towards the matter at hand, he distantly thought why he even bothered to be surprised anymore by Vader. His mentor was a mystery, and with every tidbit Luke learned about him and his past, he had the feeling that the picture being painted only became wilder and wilder. He really should just stop being surprised by the fact that apparently Vader really was the wizard he and Biggs had always thought old Ben was. When the back to Pantas at last fell away entirely and neatly folded themselves up while they flew through the air to join the bandages, Luke didn't even blink. Instead, he watched curiously as Vader took a soft, plush little towel out of the tray and began wiping away at the back to residue, something which, for all that Luke could see that the towel was practically criminally soft, still jarred oddly at his skin and what lay underneath as it touched certain spots. 
It took a moment for the sensation to process in his mind, but once it did, he realized with a start that he had to be feeling the points that had been implanted within him. Nervous, jittery energy coursed through him, and he could hardly wait until Vader had carefully wiped away the last traces of the Bacta to pull his arm back, eager to inspect just what the hell had been done to him. Bringing his arm up to his face, he could finally feel the infamous neural connection ports. Like Vader had said, most of them really weren't that large, dozens of gleaming little metal rings that dotted the skin of his stump in a gridwork, each about the size of a pinhead if not smaller. Drawing his stump even closer, he could see the light fall into the indentations within the little ports, tiny cylinders where the connector rods of a prosthesis could plug into like a code cylinder into a lock. Quick, easy, and painless was the way Tiny had described it, at least once his prosthesis of choice had been properly integrated. The only ports he could see that were of any kind of larger size were the ones he presumed were connected to his radius of ulna, each the size of half a credit chip, and attempting to turn his forearm only confirmed it. The two ports rotating around each other in time with his bones in a display that had Luke both fascinated and just a tad nauseous at the sight of what was essentially his bones moving. The ports were much deeper than the miniature ones, and Luke could see how they were meant to anchor the prosthesis. He didn't doubt that once a prosthesis locked into them, it would be just as sturdy as his actual bones. He huffed out of breath as he brought up his other hands to lightly thumb over the ports, shivering at the odd sensation of feeling something shift and move underneath his skin. It wasn't painful, and in the end, they could only move enough that Luke could feel it, not even see it, but it was still strange to think of them as now a part of him for the rest of his life. Are they to your liking? Vader asked from the side, and Luke looked up towards him briefly before directing his gaze back to the numerous little chips and bits of metal littering his stump in a not-quite-perfect grid. Chewing at the inside of his mouth, Luke looked long and hard at them. Did he like them? First instinct was to say, no, of course not. They were a necessity, implants forced upon him because an ex-admiral couldn't handle Luke being alive without his ego needing a homicidal boost. He would need to look into that, too, if Oslo had been a genuine threat and Luke had missed the warning signs because they were different than those on Tatooine, he would need to learn fast. Because while right now he was alive and Oslo was dead, Luke had still ended up with all these fucking implants in him, and he breathed deeply. He could admit to himself that it wasn't the implants he was angry with, just what they represented. The loss of his arm to a half-baked scheme of a danger he hadn't even clocked, because apparently the signs he had become used to in the desert were useless aboard the Lady. That anger would be there for some time to come, boiling away within him, but underneath it he could already feel his acceptance of the situation settle in. The ports in and of themselves were fine. They jetted out only the tiniest bit, barely more than a millimeter, and the metal had a nice, slightly reddish tint to it that made the ports blend in more with the skin around them. It was rather disturbing to be able to look right down the two anchoring ports and know that he was looking into his arm, but then again, once he had a prosthesis, he wouldn't really have to. I don't think I can say that I like them, he told Vader quietly. Not yet, not while everything is so fresh. He breathed in deeply as he thumbed over one of the neural connection ports, feeling the odd sensation moving mere fractions of a millimeter and yet not hurting at all. But I don't mind them, he continued just a bit louder. I don't mind them, and I think... 
that with enough time I'll mind them even less. He looked up towards Vader and let his arm fall down to his chest. Good enough an answer? More than, Vader answered as he held out his hand once more, and Luke placed his stump within his grip without hesitation. And very understandable, he said as he began examining the stump. I cannot think of a single person who would not need some time to process the loss of a limb. It's not even the fact that I lost it. Luke cut in before he could think about it. Or rather, it is that, he amended. But the anger comes from the fact that Ozel thought this whole thing up and just went through with it. He scoffed as he remembered his last interaction with the man a little over a week ago. Watch me, he'd said. A claim that he could be better than what Ozel pecked him as. And that had been enough for the man to tip over and try to have him killed. Someone refusing to lie down and just take his abuse. What an utterly pathetic, egotistical bastard. He just... I didn't even clock him as an enemy. He growled out in frustration. I was a damn runner. It was my fucking job to spot dangers before they became an issue. And I just missed this? He threw his head back and rested it on the pillow, utterly frustrated with the situation. There is no shame in misjudging the character of someone, little one, Vader reminded him softly. It happens to all of us, and it is rarely reflective on ourselves. Too bad it cost me my fucking hand, Luke bit out. Frustration and anger still boiling in his veins without a target to direct it at. Hazel's ghost still taunting him. Luke glared at the ceiling, what he wouldn't give for a Japor snippet in a bonfire right about now. Mater made a low sound and rubbed small circles into Luke's arm with his thumb, Luke closing his eyes to focus on the sensation and attempting to calm himself, at least for now. That too is a feeling I know all too well, little one, Mater muttered quietly, and Luke nearly gave himself whiplash with how quickly he looked over. You do? Yes. Vader confirmed as he prodded at the ports with a light touch, tatting the skin around them. I do. Luke swallowed as he felt the looming impact of that statement gather above his head like thunderclouds. Vader, who had four prostheses and was made up of more machinery than flesh per his own admittance, knew what Luke felt like. Who the hell could have done this? What? He began, having to clear his throat as it suddenly felt unbearably dry and hoarse. What happened? Luke looked up at him briefly before directing his gaze back towards the ports, and for a second Luke thought he wouldn't get an answer, but... Can you keep a secret, Lukesh? Vader asked quietly. And Luke's eyes flew open as lightning crackled through his blood at the sound of his heart name. That... that was not something to invoke lightly and it had been so long since Luke had heard the name given to him by the storm when he first set foot on the flight paths and chased their winds towards freedom, hundreds of his siblings trailing in his wake as he ran throughout the years. Lukesh, Blessing of Kestra, a heart name, a runner's name, a name spoken with care, or not at all, a name only a child would know how to read out of Luke. He clenched his jaw as he looked at his home and nodded. I can. Tell me how. A secret, Vader promptly answered, that I ask you keep within your heart, unless I am no longer there to release you from your vow.
Unless I die, you may not speak of it. Luke had no idea what Vader would want to disclose that would require such a long-lasting vow, but he sure as hell wasn't going to pass up the opportunity to become a secret keeper to his home. Not when the man was finally opening up of his own volition. He breathed deep and drew up the words steeped in something older and wilder than he would ever understand, the words that had been poured into his very marrow when he had first stepped onto the flight paths and swore his pact to the desert and Kestra and all that they entailed. I, Lukesh, runner of the flight paths and runner of Kestra, hereby swear a vow, he stated, his mouth forming the musical and lilting tones of the oldest tongue the children knew. Kalila. Thunder echoed throughout his head as it sang through every fiber of his being. Something ancient and devastating turned its attention upon him. Images of the sun reddened by flying sand, and even the mighty lay low, flashing through his mind. I vow to hold the secret entrusted to me within my heart until the one whom I swear it to rests among the moons, he stated. Clear and certain, even as images of pitch-black nights flashed through his mind with the lightning in his veins, scouring it like the sand did the domes of the homestead when the sandstorm howled loudly. I vow that none will hear it from my mouth unless I am released from my vow or may Kestra take me, he stated. Something tightening and locking into place around him, urging him to finish, to finalize, to invoke and speak into existence. Desert and storm, desert and storm. Gentle they were not, but kind they could be. One must never betray one's word, though, not where it matters. So I vow it to be, he finished. And like a storm blowing over, like sand settling, like clouds fading away, the air around him cleared, and his words drifted away with the departing presence, like they were never his to begin with. He knew better than to think that they wouldn't return with devastating force if he was ever foolish enough to break his vow. Still, he wouldn't be the judge of if it was sufficient or not. Red lenses looked him in the eyes, and while Vader was usually an open book, right now Luke could hardly tell what the man was thinking. Luke had given as good as he got, though, and he held the gaze evenly as he waited for the judgment of whether or not it would be good enough. Eventually, Vader inclined his head deeply, and something warm and odd bled into the air. I accept your vow, he rumbled back, and Luke allowed himself to relax as Vader resumed his care of Luke's stump. Vader didn't immediately start speaking, but with the weight of the vow he had demanded, Luke hadn't expected him to. Secrets were easily kept. Divulging them was much harder. But eventually, the soft rumblings of Vader's voice filled the air once more. It happened many years ago. Likely before you were even born, little one, his mentor began quietly, still examining Luke's stump and occasionally turning it over to get a better look at some of the points on the back. I had someone dear to me. Very dear indeed. We could not see eye to eye for most of the time that we knew each other, and our relationship had been grudging at best on his part for a long, long while. But I admired him and respected him as my teacher all the same. 
cared about him more than I did myself, and he was family to me. Even if I do not think I ever was to him, Vader admitted quietly, and Luke didn't dare even breathe too loud, for fear it would break this moment. We were often called two halves of a home, he continued, running careful fingers along the ports, checking for any kind of issues. Two halves of a single warrior, and we were strong together, stronger than perhaps you can imagine. We led armies and fleets alike into battle, and emerged victorious more often than not. For a time, it seemed like nothing could bring us down. Luke swallowed heavily, feeling the storm clouds begin to roil and darken, preparing for a downpour. Then everything changed. There was conflict within our side of the war, between the leaders of the politicians and the leaders of the armies. A coup was attempted by the military leaders after various things came to light and I... I hardly knew which way was up anymore. The people I had worked and lived with for so long turned on all sides, and I did not know whom to trust anymore. In the end, I chose to trust the political leader and turned against the military leaders, the people that I had called my own for the longest time. The one dear to me did not. He remained with the military leaders, and considering a coup was attempted and thwarted, we were to be enemies from there on out. Luke hardly knew what to say, and thankfully it seemed Vader wasn't expecting him to say anything as a packet with antiseptic swipe tore itself open and the damp swatch of cloth flew into Vader's hand, who began gently wiping at the points with it. I wish I could tell you the full story of those days, little one, he continued quietly, diligently cleaning every single port with the wipe as he talked, Luke's skin stinging slightly with the alcohol solution the wipe was soaked in. But in truth I barely remember half of it. Much of my memories of the days directly preceding and following those moments are nothing but a haze of dire emotions, confusion, and desperation. By the time I regained even some of my senses, I had already committed some of the greatest mistakes and regrets of my life, unable to recall them in full detail. And I was on Mustafar, a planet of fire. The one I held dear was standing in front of me, cursing me for the choices I had made, and determined to put a halt to it all. Luke's tongue felt like it was glued to the roof of his mouth, unable to bring out a single word as he listened to Vader recount his tale. The storm clouds had opened, and the rain had begun pouring down, thick and heavy like it did during the rainy season. But there was oddly none of the relief and joy Luke usually felt at the streams of water coming down from the sky. We were enemies by then though it took me some time to truly realize it, Vader told him, the vocoder rumbling in gentle, burring tones that settled Luke's chest even as the rain of misery and old pain came down. And we fought. Like neither of us ever had before, we fought like enemies. Enemies who had once been something close to family. And the fight was all the worse for it. In the end, I made a grave mistake that allowed him an opening to cause devastating damage. 
I lost three of my limbs in that one mistake. He made a rumbling sound so much like thunder, and Luke felt the old pain flow through them both like tar. I had lost, he stated firmly, and I was left at the mercy of my opponent. He took my weapon while I lay there on the shingle bank of a lava flow. Luke frowned as he paused through the story. It was horrifying for his mentor, clearly, and it explained how he had ended up in the state he had, but I don't see how this misjudges his character, he cut in quietly. It's horrifying, and I wish it had never happened to you, but you said it was a fight between enemies, and if you knew that entering it, how- Little one, Vader interrupted gently. It is not the wounds that I am talking about. They were less than desirable. And I wish I had not made that mistake, but ultimately, it was a fight between enemies, and I had lost. Luke's frown deepened even further, and he shifted uncomfortably at the worsening of the misery and pain not his own falling over him in a blanket of drops and shards. Then why... It is not the fact that he won that was the misjudgment, Luke, Vader explained patiently. It is the fact that when the lava caused me to catch fire, and the flames ate away at my flesh, he left me there to burn. What? He what? Luke shouted, yanking his stump out of Vader's hand as he shot upwards. He didn't care. What the fuck had he just heard? Vader merely tilted his head at him and nodded. That was the misjudgment, little one, he admitted quietly. Believing that he would have had the decency to grant me the proper ending of an enemy, the choice was either to kill me or to arrange medical attention. As we were enemies by that point, I do not think that the latter was an option he could even conceive of in that moment, but the former. He had two weapons, his and mine. He used neither and left me there to burn. Luke thought that he might hear sirens going off somewhere, but it could just as easily have been the howling winds that raged through his mind. Vader had been, that man had, burning. You didn't let your enemies live. That was more than just sound advice and a guideline for how to deal with people that pissed you off. That was a fucking law of the desert, and the first lesson she taught you. You didn't just ignore that, you didn't just... He closed his eyes and pinched the bridge of his nose, forcing himself to take deep, calming breaths. Vader had been left to burn and die by someone who had been his enemy. From what he knew of his mentor, the perpetrator was likely not a child, or even a former one, which meant that they didn't have a single obligation to follow the rules of the laws of the desert. But they were still beholden to the common fucking rules of a live steel fight. Taking a deep breath, he braced himself to ask the question. Did he... did he know... was he ever taught what to do when you win a battle with live steel? Did he even know the rules? Luke asked, as calmly as he could, even as his voice held a tremble of rage. Please say no, please say no, please say no. When Vader answered, he was oddly quiet, but Luke didn't even think on that anymore when the words registered. 
He was the one who had taught them to me, little one. Son of a sun-stung bitch. That bastard! He yelled, not even bothering to control his volume as his blood boiled at the implications. Who the fuck did he think he was? In the right, no doubt, Vader answered evenly. The group to which he belonged was always rather keen on sanctimonious rationales. I doubted he even registered it as something wrong. Vader sighed deeply as he held out his hand for Luke's stump once more, which Luke reluctantly gave him, still fuming at the information. I do not know what became of him after he left me to die, and I do not think I will ever know, as I never heard from him again. But it was that final misjudgment that cost me everything that had to be replaced and supplemented with the suit you now know. Finishing cleaning Luke's stump with the antiseptic swatch, Vader allowed it to drift out of his hand and into the air, joining the bandages and other discarded things in the tray on his nightstand. Bacta patches began to remove themselves from their packages, the clear film on one side of the transparent patches peeling away to expose the gel layer of Bacta. One of them landed neatly in Vader's outstretched hand, and with more care than Luke thought it perhaps warranted but appreciated more than he could say, his mentor began to apply the patch to his stump, carefully wrapping it around as much as it could reach, and smoothing out the creases with a gentle precision. So as you see, little one, Vader rumbled lowly, a strange pressure holding the patch in place, despite there being no adhesive on it to speak of as he grabbed the next patch. You are far from the only one with such an experience. We misjudged someone's character, and ended up paying perhaps too steep a price. He smoothed out the back to patch, but waited on grabbing the last one as he reached out and carefully tilted Luke's chin up, and meeting his eyes with those ever-opaque lenses. So believe me when I say this, Luke. You will persevere. You will learn from this. And when you do, you will be stronger than those who wronged you could have ever imagined. And those words... Those words should perhaps not have struck as deep as they did. But Vader... Vader knew. Vader truly knew what he was going through, perhaps better than anyone else could, and he understood. With tears prickling at the corner of his eyes, Luke pressed his lips into a thin line as he nodded silently. Something that was apparently enough for Vader, as he returned to the last Bacta patch, carefully pasting it in the gap left by the previous two, leaving no spot uncovered. The pressure Luke didn't know the origins of spread out to hold it in place as well, the air thick with the dark of night, and his head ringing with a note so deep it could only be felt as Vader let go of the patches, the package holding a new roll of pristine white bandages ripped open, and with a few careful movements, Vader began to wrap it around his stump in a crossing pattern, up, over, under, rinse, and repeat. The rhythmic movements were soothing, and Luke hummed as he considered everything he had just been told. First of all, Vader had gone through sun's fire and the dune sea's fucking sand the day he had been put into that suit. Second, whomever had put him into it had been a hypocrite and a fucking coward for declaring enmity and then just not following through on it. Third, Vader considered his ordeal to have been similar enough to share the story in order to offer him a bit of comfort and shared empathy. Fourth, 
They'd both survived those that had done this to him, and one was definitely dead, while the other apparently might as well be, even if he was still alive. And fifth, they were both here now. They were both here, and despite it all, they would grow beyond what they were made to be. Vader finished tying up the bandages around Luke's stump, and with his arm once more numb and tacky from all the bacta, Luke's arm was let go and gently rattled on the bed. There, Vader murmured quietly. That should hold until the next morning, but we will have to change your bandages once more to ensure the ports integrate fully into your body. So far there is no sign of swelling or infection, and your body has not rejected them either. It is a good sign that you will be able to be fitted with a prosthesis sometime next week. Next week, that reminded him. In that case, did you ever get to resolving the radius port? He asked as he rested his stump over his chest, once more wrapped in thick layers of pristine white bandages. I seem to recall something about you saying you were going to attempt fixing it, but if you spent all that time putting Ozzel into the morgue, then... He trailed off meaningfully, a spark of mischief blooming inside him. Please, little one, Vader scoffed. I do not need hours to dispose of one spineless traitor, nor did I need that time to dispose of fourteen of them. I have been working on the issue, while handling my duties as well for some time now. Yeah, but did you fix it? Luke repeated with a raised eyebrow, emphasizing the question after the non-answer Vader had given him, something to which the man fell silent for a bit before a small spark of frustration blipped through the air. No, he said. Consternation thick within his voice as he looked away, and Luke had to bite his lip not to laugh. Well then, he said, trying his hardest to keep his laughter out of his voice, and eventually failing miserably if the glare he could feel Vader shooting him from underneath his mask was anything to go off of. Want to try designing it with me again? And like a light switch being flipped, the air burst to life with joy and warmth once the words registered with Vader bathing Luke in a contentment that had him smiling at the man without a care in the world, even as he lay in a medical bed. It would be my pleasure, little star, Vader told him, warmth in every syllable of his monotonous voice. Luke watched as Vader picked up the data pad again, momentarily forgetting all the troubles that were still looming over him and them. There was a lot he apparently still needed to learn about the way the culture here aboard the Lady and in the Corps worked and he would need to learn it fast if the common response to him not immediately clocking someone as a danger from the nuances in the conversation was going to cost him a limb every time it happened. But for now, he smiled at Vader, watching as the man pulled up the file on what would soon enough be a part of Luke himself, and felt the secret the man had entrusted him settle within his heart, like something precious beyond words. His enemies had died at the hands of his home, and Luke would burn a Japor snippet of each of their names when the time came, if he could get his hands on it. He no longer had to fear their presence aboard the ship he called home, and even if he did, he didn't doubt for a moment that Vader would be there for him. There was work to be done, obviously. Vader was chain-blind, and, and there were apparently more dangers lurking here than he could have ever anticipated, but that would be for later. For now, he turned his attention towards the schematic in front of him, a million ideas racing through his head faster and faster as the last remains of anesthetic cleared out of his system. All right, he said as he looked at the radius and all the points that were apparently still causing trouble, mischief still in his every word. Have you forgotten about the 3D printers again this time? 
that comment earned him a tap on the head from Vader, and Luke couldn't help it as he burst into Snickers, the fingers barely even mussing his hair. I did not thank you so very kindly, little one, Vader groused towards him, even as the air felt light and warm all around. The wiring simply will not cooperate. Rolling his eyes as he prepared to dive back into that particular argument, Luke couldn't help the beaming grin that stretched across his face as he prepared to drag Vader through the damn dirt on this one. For now, he could have this. The text of this story is available on AO3. Theme music written by Jack Donkadai, Sputnik, and Sam Gabriel. If you would like to commission me to record a story, voiceover, or character, please get in touch with me using the contact information on my website, which is located at samgabrielvo.com. And there you can find other stories that I've read, as well as links to my Patreon page, to which I hope you will consider subscribing to support me, and my Discord server, where I record things live for your enjoyment. And finally, as always, thank you for listening.